sis cuz those transport packs in the duffel I don't do this to be flashy, I do it so my fam comfortable Five racks from my daddy, birthday like it's nothing bro Moving units, we be flipping like the somersault Better come correct, get checked, smacked if you run your mouth Haters bunch of gay boys from the closet where they coming out Do you have, uh, what's his name, Cortland Sutton? So you're good, right? Uh, no, I dropped him and you picked him up, dick I <laughs> <laughs> uh, you the question Dude, I had him for like a month yeah, I'll see the question. What do you pick? <laughs> Two on one, a fantasy football podcast with your host Stephen Bautista. Unannounced, straight face, like there is no fun allowed. Funds to the J pay. I always help my brothers out. One of the illest, consistent out of my district. Cut from a different cloth, so I'm standing out like a misfit. Whoever counted us out can't count you on the hit list. Bruce Lee with the roundhouse bounce out, get your chin kicked. Wig split for talking hella trash. Should've listened, turn them into a statistic, did it within the quickness. I'm a gymnast with these bars, rappers not up to par with my lyrical physical. What's up, everyone, and welcome to the two on one, a fantasy football podcast. I'm your host, Steven Bautista. Alongside me, as always, the commish, Tommy Molio, and everybody's best friend, Dominic Rickard. Week 13 is in the books, and now it's for real, people. Win, you move one step closer to becoming crown champion. Lose, and you'll get nine months to think about why fantasy football is not fair. So before we give you guys some advice in this crucial first week of the playoffs, let's take a quick look back at Week 13 NFL action. NFL Quick Hits It was a down week in scoring overall in fantasy, and I guess we should have seen it coming with what the Saints put out on display in Dallas last Thursday night. The Cowboys shocked the NFL holding the red-hot Saints to only 10 points and were able to score just enough to edge the Saints 13-10. The Houston Texans continued their hot streak by ending another the Texans easily defeated the Browns 29-13. The Texans now have nine games in a row that they've won and have set themselves up for a possible bye week in the first round of the playoffs. Lastly, the Chiefs had a crazy 36 hours concluding with a close victory over the Oakland Raiders 40-33. The Raiders gave the Chiefs all they could handle, but in the end, the Raiders just couldn't keep up with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. There was a big injury last week that would affect a lot of fantasy owners this week. James Connors was injured on Sunday night, when a player def- uh, rolled up on his ankle, his ankle sp- it's an ankle sprain for Connor, and he's been already ruled out for this week's game against the Raiders. Just like Melvin Gordon orders, this injury comes at a terrible time. We also heard today that Emmanuel Sanders uh, tore his Achilles and will be out for the rest of the season as well. So, Dominic, obviously we are all disturbed by the video of Kareem Hunt, and in no way do we condone uh, his actions, but we are a fantasy football podcast, and obviously the loss of Hunt has huge implications to fantasy owners as well as the Chiefs' uh, Super Bowl aspirations. Uh, so how do you think the Chiefs handle the loss of Hunt from here on forward? I think besides the Rams, the Chiefs are set up to absorb this blow, the best team in the NFL for sure, with all the weapons that they have. And I mean, if you think back just two years ago, uh, Spencer Ware was supposed to be the man. You know, he's supposed to be the heir apparent, and he uh, got injured, and then Kareem Hunt came in. But So I, I think he's going to fill in nicely. I think Kelsey gets a little more productive. And uh, I think the Chiefs absorb it, but I never thought they were winning the Super Bowl because uh, just Andy Reid's, you know, troubles in the playoffs, but they'll move forward and they'll win some games. So my quick hit is just one stat I want to talk about. I think it's the craziest stat I've heard all year. It's Adrian Peterson started off the game with a 90-yard TD run. I think it was the first player of the first series and then failed to eclipse 100 yards for the game. <laughs> that's that is unbelievable to me and i think he might be the only person in nfl history to do this 
what do you guys think caused this? Do you think it was they got behind and they started passing? I mean, how do you not get 10 more yards? What, what are your thoughts, Tommy? I mean, that run was amazing, um, especially having uh, having shares and, and Adrian Pearson. I was stoked to see him pull off that big run. And then, yeah, uh, I think a big part of it. Well, okay. So I was going to say, I think a big part of it was butt fumble coming in, Mark Sanchez, but he had that <laughs> run when Mark, San- on Mark Sanchez's first play. So I don't know. I think just the rest of the game script, trying to be a little bit more conservative in the past and then use Chris Thompson a little bit mo- more because they were behind. Uh, you know, I think that contributed to it, but I, I moving forward, I, I don't know. If you can trust any Redskins players anymore, you know, especially as long as Mark Sanchez is in there. And then even if they bring in, uh, who is it? Josh, Josh Johnson, Johnson you know, and, and I don't think it's going to be much better. So really weird that it happened. At least he got the, you know, for fantasy purposes, at least he got that big run in the touchdown. Crazy. So for my quick hit this week, Aaron Rodgers basically got Mike McCarthy fired, right? Like, so I, I the, pretty much agree with that. Yeah, pretty much. Right. I mean, yeah. no one's really saying it, but that's basically what's happening. You know, I know the Packers were not living up to expectation this year, but to fire a Super Bowl winning head coach midseason, I just or in the season, you know, I, I, I get McCarthy being the play caller is, is clearly what led to his demise in Green Bay. But Albert Breer of, of the Monday morning quarterback also reported that Aaron Rodgers would regularly change plays called by McCarthy. So, you know, Rodgers has that autonomy you know, to do so, being Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. But if he's regularly changing plays, is the problem in Green Bay actually Aaron Rodgers? Or is it still McCarthy's fault for having a bad game plan and calling those bad plays in the first place? But Steve, how do you think the Packers will do moving forward, you know, without Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers, you know, gets to do whatever he wants now? You know, it's kind of hard to tell. Like, I don't know if they're going to, I mean, you think conventional wisdom would say, okay, maybe they're going to be a little bit more conservative and start running the ball a little bit more with Aaron Jones. Um, and everyone think that because everyone's always all, all year have been, you know, clamoring for Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones. Free Aaron but, Jones. Yeah, for Aaron Jones. But I don't know. I mean, I really don't know what this offense is going to look like. I don't know. Uh, Josh Phil, uh, was it the Philbin, the new coach? He didn't do very mm-hmm. good at the Dolphins. So. I just think they need a stronger presence as a head coach. I think uh, Aaron Rodgers is probably – it's kind of like the Kobe kind of thing, you know, where it's right. just a strong presence on a team. And, you know, Jeff Saturday, who played – ended his career with the Packers, he would say that when McCarthy would call in certain plays that Rodgers didn't look, he'd give like a huge eye roll or like you could just tell the body <laughs> language was terrible. And like that's your leader. Like if you as a player and we know – and when you look at your quarterback and he's doing that, how does that make you feel? You know, you're like, oh, great. This is not going to work, you know? Right. So, I mean, I think he's part to blame as well as McCarthy. And maybe just got a little stale with McCarthy. Maybe it was time to move on. Yeah. I like to play devil's advocate on this topic. And Mike McCarthy won a Super Bowl, I think, in his first four or five years as a coach. And then you're like, man, this is one of the greatest coaches, you know, besides Peterson now in, in Philly. But then you look at your his whole scope. I think he's been with them for, what, ten, nine, ten years? Mm-hmm. And he only won one Super Bowl. And then everyone's saying, what would another coach have done with the best player in football, you know, Aaron Rodgers over that same span. So I like that, that viewpoint of it too. And it's, uh, I think the season's a wash for the Packers this year. I think they're out of it with the Vikings ahead of them and then the Bears doing so well. Uh, but I think next year they're going to go after another head coach. I don't know who, who they're looking for, but they'll turn around next year because they do have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that always helps when you have uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Now let's check in with our favorite clairvoyant, Nostradamus. 
All right, since I totally botched the rankings one through six last week, and uh, so that's already shot out, I still think it's going to be the same champ, but d- different route. Uh, I'm just going to do straight up predictions this week. So my first one, I got Cowboys captured the division with a win over the Eagles. My second one is Todd Gurley will score over 25 pan- fantasy points, even against a stout Bears D. That's My third one, New England will struggle versus the Dolphins and lose 24-21 in the upset of the week. And my last one, Russell Wilson on Monday night will be responsible for at least three TDs and beat the Vikings at home. Any uh-huh. any comments on any of those guys? I that's interesting. I like the Brady one. I think mm-hmm. that's possible. I do think so. so. And Tommy, does that change your mind about starting him in the playoffs this week? You know, that's that's been my um my debate all week so far with myself is to go with Tom Brady or Jameis Winston. Um, I did go with Winston last week and he definitely kind of bit me in the butt. I mean, I still won, but Winston got a lot more than Lamar Jackson. Uh, Brady playing at Miami. He's never played well at Miami. Um, the one bright side is that Xavier Howard, the star cornerback for Miami might be out this week. So that's a plus. Um, so I'm still kind of wrestling with it, you know, just because if it was at home, you know, if they're playing in New England, I feel a lot better, uh, better about it. But I mean, Dom's making that prediction for, a, for a reason. And I think, um, it's definitely a chance. And so I'm still not set yet, but I'm worried it could happen. Yeah. I also like that, um, that Todd Gurley prediction. The Bears defense is playing pretty good, but Saquon, they did hold Saquon to only 17 points last week and it went into overtime. So, but I think uh, the overall offense the Rams have is a lot better, obviously, than the Giants. So, I don't know. Pretty good predictions. We'll see if they work, Dom, this week. Yeah, I just remember Todd Gurley going off the last four games of the, you know, and winning Fosberg the championship last year, especially in the championship game. So, that's why I drafted him, and I hope it comes true again. But who knows? Yeah, we'll uh, we'll make sure to uh, call you out if you're wrong next week, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Let's get into some fantasy football talk. All right, Tommy, as a James Conner owner, obviously it was a horrible timing to get that injury that he had. I know you're probably, you know, pulling your hair out right now, um, but now we're hearing conflicting reports on his injury. To me, it looked like a high ankle sprain. I think that's what they're calling it now. So we could see him shut down for the next couple of weeks, possibly. Um, How does this affect the rest of the Steelers fantasy stars? Well, I think, you know, the hot pickup this week is uh, Jalen Samuels. Um, he got some time in, in the game last week and, and scored a touchdown on a 10-yard ten yard pass. So I think, you know, everyone's pretty hot on him. Um, but you still have Steven Ridley there, who, even though he hasn't done anything this season, is still a really good running back. Showed it in New England for a few years. But I think this really boosts the passing game, you know, and they've already kind of relied to some extent on the passing game. Even last week, I, I don't have a uh, Connor's stat, his yardage um, stats on me, but, you know, did score two goal line touchdowns. So a lot of his production, you know, was at the goal line. He's leading the AFC in goal line carries. And so, you know, overall, I, I think they'll try to mix in the run a little bit more. But for guys like Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Vance McDonald, and even Jesse James, I think they all possibly see a boost in production, which, you know, bodes well, especially for the the two receivers. A quick follow-up question. I know Jalen Samuels right now on Yahoo is listed as a running back and a tight end. 
can, I mean, do you think Yahoo fixes that before Sunday or do you think people can slide him in on the tight end slot and play four running backs? Dom, they actually already came out, Yahoo did on Twitter and came out and said that they just don't feel that it's right to change it at this point in week 13 and they're actually going to leave it like that. So ESPN's not doing it that way. The Yahoo's uh-huh. a running back. It's only Yahoo. So uh, basically Green you get to nugget. play a tight end as a, uh, you get to play a running back at a tight end position. Free nuggets. So imagine that. How does that change fantasy, Tommy? Like the championships. That's going to be huge. It's Yeah, especially if he's productive and they keep it that way. Uh, I'm trying to think of the running back that had it last. He was a running back and a receiver. Adam Montgomery? If, yeah. The, yeah when that was Ty Montgomery. First switched. Right, right. Because I, I remember I asked your commissioner and I was like, hey, can you switch Ty Montgomery from receiver to running back? Because I had upset. better receivers. Yeah. But, and so it was, you know, it's set like that. So I think it's definitely... Um, it, it gives you another option there, but interesting enough on Twitter, people were going nuts and losing their mind mad about it, you know, that it should be changed yeah. and there's whole discussions being had about it. So, uh, I, I don't get like the hype or the issue. I mean, playing one spot, playing the other, he ran with the, uh, the tight ends. He worked out with the tight ends at the, at the NFL combine and, you know, it's, it's player, uh, teams can use players wherever they want. So. That's what, you know, Yahoo wants to keep it like how it really is. Then, then yeah, let them keep it. There's no reason to change it. Yeah. I think the confusion was because he was like an H back in college. It's kind of like running back slash receiver kind of, you know, weird position, hybrid position. And like you said, he, you know, he came into the league as kind of a tight end, but they obviously haven't utilized them at all in that. And I, I mean, I think people are just upset. Like, you now you're getting a running back that with possibly high potential now starting as a tight end where it's been a really bad position. So, yeah. Um, you know, like, but to, to your point that you said, I'm like, hey, man, it's been like this all year. You know, it just that's just the look of the draw. You know what I mean? I mean, unfortunately for some teams. Yeah, no one was going to think that, you know, Steelers would get to their third, you know, third know. string running back. And Seriously. that would be the case. And it actually it would actually matter. Um, but, yeah, I, I hope uh, Pro Football Doc on Twitter also had it. Uh, you know, he called the the high ankle sprain right when it happened. Um but I, I, was, I was kind of sticking with Mike Tomlin, uh, just saying like, nah, he's fine. He's fine. He'll be back. It's a contusion. Um, but rub, I guess that's some dirt on it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like it, rub some dirt on it. Get up and get back in there. We, um, but we I won't go into it in a few weeks. We won't go into it right now, but if I lose in the playoffs this week, uh, next week, I'm going to go to into the what if scenario. If they sign Bell and now Connor's hurt, I'd be oh, pretty my good. God. <laughs> That'd be crazy. <laughs> That's insane. I think he's done for the year, though. I thought we were going to talk about Bell anymore, man. That's a source up there. All right, Dom. Why don't you roll us into Fantasy Studs this week? Hey, Stud. All right, so my Fantasy Stud, you know, it's no surprise this week. He's been the Fantasy Stud all year, Patrick Mahomes. Last week, he finished with 295 passing yards, four pass TDs, nine rushes for 52 yards for 43 fantasy points. The, the thing that's most impressive about him this year is he has 441 total fantasy points. He's the number one fantasy player. Russell Wilson was the top quarterback last year and he finished with 438 points. So Mahomes already has three more points than him and there's three weeks left in the fantasy season. Wow. He's going to destroy the fantasy record. So he's my stud this week. Who do you got, Tommy? My stud this week is Keenan Allen for the Chargers. 36 points off an astounding 19 targets reigning in 14 of those for 148 yards and one touchdown. Also, adding a two-point conversion, he went absolutely nuts. 
against the Steelers last week and, and probably why Steeler Nation was choking fans in, in the stands on Sunday. So. <laughs> Yikes. Keenan Allen, man. What a game. And, and yeah, could be, uh, could be on a roll at the right time. All right, my guy this week or last week uh, is uh, Travis Kelsey. Um, he had 12 receptions uh, for 168 receiving yards and two touchdowns on 13 targets. He continues to impress. He is definitely the best uh, tight end in football right now. And I just I don't think people have an, uh, a clue of how to guard him and how to stop him. I mean, it's incredible. I think the only person that can stop him and Mahomes is themselves, you know, just making yeah. mistakes. It's crazy. He was driving a uh, Gruden nuts, you know, in the press conference after he was like losing his mind. Like, what do these guys yeah. like live together or something? <laughs> like, how do, they, <laughs> how do they have this chemistry? And, and they're so Crazy. good. And, um, you know, it was, it was cool to see the Raiders really, especially the defense really step up and, and hold, uh, some of these chiefs to, you know, it's not all the yards and not a lot of points. Um, but you know, someone had to eat and that was Kelsey. It was crazy. And so, you know, speaking of that. <laughs> One guy that got held in check this game, Tyreek Hill, uh, with only five PPR fantasy points, his worst output of the year, resulting from one reception off of six targets, gaining only 13 yards and zero touchdowns, and adding two carries for 37 yards. So definitely the average one was better with the carries, but but this is what I've talked about with Tyreek early in the season. After looking at his weekly stats on Fantasy Pros, his stats show that he's actually been boom or bust as half the year he's been a top 12 wide receiver with four weeks as the number one overall receiver in PPR formats. But then the other half of the year, he's averaged as a wide receiver 39 with three wow. finishes at wide receiver 47 or higher. So, you know, luckily those booms have been huge and, and help fantasy owners win some games this season, but but there's now a 50% chance he'll be a bust at any point. You know, so that's pretty scary for someone considered the best weapon in the league. Yeah, Tommy, I saw a graph today that was comparing his games versus Antonio Brown's games. I think they only have three points separating themselves. And Tyreek Hills was a roller coaster, you know, like with, the, with the spikes up and down. And Antonio Brown's is kind of just nice and steady. And it's like, who would you rather own as a fantasy owner? I think everyone off those graphs would be AB just so you're not having a heart attack every week. But then you yeah. do have those games that are right. exciting. And so, you know, it's, it's tough. And if he's, if he's your number one receiver or someone you're relying on, you know, I could kill you some of those off weeks. Um, and I think we've, you know, Vince has him in our league and we've kind of seen as, as good as Vince's team is and he's put up the most points. His record doesn't really show it, you know, so, um, yeah, I think I saw the same graph and then, and then it showed his uh, average points, his actual points for the week, for every single week over the year was like 16 points. You know, so on average, oh, that's, it's, it's a nice floor on average. Yeah. It's just like Dom said, it's all over the place though. It's crazy. Yeah. I just hope that, that he hits it that week. Cause if he hits it, you're probably going to win. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. All right. That's so good, the, good stuff. Dude. Dom, uh, who's your dud for the week? Yeah, my dud, uh, sorry, Steve, but, uh, Drew Brees, 127 <laughs> pass yards, one pass TD and an interception on Thursday night versus Dallas. I, I didn't think he could be stopped by anyone. They could only stop themselves, but Dallas has a young, hungry defense and, and shut him down. So that's my dud. Who do you have, Steve? My dud for the week is Emmanuel Sanders. He had a potential for a huge game against a really bad Cincinnati's, uh, Cincinnati passing defense. And he only had four receptions for 19 yards. 
So on top of that, he wasn't very productive last week. And then this, uh, as of today, uh, he tore his Achilles, so he's out for the season. So definitely a rough week for Emmanuel Sander owners out there. So with that being said, uh, um, now let's go to uh, players worth picking up this week on the waiver wire. Uh, Tommy, why don't you start us off? So I have two two running backs this week. I've been doing uh, wide receivers a lot because I felt like that's all there is. And with running backs being such a tough position this time of year. Um, first guy is Chase Edmonds, the running back from Arizona. Free nuggets. Uh, backup running back to David Johnson. He scored 20 points last week off of five rushes for 53 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, also adding two receptions for 13 yards. Um, you know, even though David Johnson has looked better as of late, and got the bulk of the carries on Sunday with 20 rushing attempts for, for only 69 yards. But at this point in the season, with uh, running backs dropping like flies, if, if you don't pick up Edmonds this week, you might want to keep an eye out for him because he definitely has a good matchup against Detroit. Uh, the second guy I have is Steven Ridley, uh, the other backup running back for the Steelers. Free nuggets. Available in 94% of Yahoo League still. And, but, uh, you know, like Spencer Ware last week, I, I just don't trust Jalen Samuels to, to all of a sudden step in and, and be that every down back or someone you would trust in fantasy. You know, Jalen will, will get the start on Sunday, but will definitely rotate with Stephen Ridley and a running back by committee. And, and if you have Samuels, you know, good for you. And I hope it works out, but <laughs> I just have a, a gut feeling that it won't. And they'll really rely on Ridley to, to move the six. Hey, Tommy. Just quick question. How is Ridley not on Vince's team already? Like he loves himself some Ridley. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe after this podcast, he'll, he'll pick him up. But <laughs> you know, even then it's still, you know, it's like what, what's been happening lately with some of these, uh, these star running backs when they're going down, everyone's jumping on the back of immediately. Like, you know, like there's definitely just, he's going to step in and do the exact same thing. And, you know, Steve, you have Eckler and, you know, kind of hoping the same thing, you know, what happened with Melvin Gordon being out but it it just hasn't you know it didn't happen with spencer Ware. so i i think even though the system is good you, you still have to have the talent to to put up the same type of numbers that that other guy was putting up yeah to my defense with that like i, I don't think that they're going to have the same production but you're just hoping that they have a higher floor um and even with like spencer Ware last week i mean it was kind of a disappointing game for him obviously they scored a lot of points but they had to throw the ball quite a bit last uh last week and they really exploited the tight end I don't think the game script was great for Ware, and then I think I tweeted this to you earlier, Tommy. With Ware, they didn't they didn't find out about what happened with Kareem on until Friday, so the game plan was already installed. Um, yeah. So Ware was kind of just put in. He hadn't practiced with the ones yet, um, so you know there was no chemistry. So now I think you know Reed's going to have another week to kind of you know tailor the game plan to his strengths, and I think he's going to be a little bit more productive. He's definitely not going to be Kareem Hunt because I mean let's be honest, there's only one Kareem Hunt, but. I think he offers you a solid floor. And for people that maybe had Hunt or needed a running back with a high floor, I mean, they're good pickups, you know. Um, so in that same vein, uh, my pickup for this week is Justin Jackson. And I'm an Eckler owner, so this one's kind of hard for me. But Justin Jackson just Justin Jackson just looks like he runs the ball better than Eckler right now. Eckler looked a little weak and uh, on this last game. So um, I think Justin Jackson had eight rushes for 63 yards and one touchdown and also a reception for 19 yards. So I think that's a that's a wild card for maybe some teams in the playoffs this week. Free nuggets. Hey, Steve, uh, I'm looking at your team and he's not on it. I, I can't believe that. <laughs> I actually had him on my team. I dropped him for Spencer Ware. And <laughs> then, uh, I know. And then freaking uh, John picked him up. So 
Yeah, I know. It's uh, it was kind of disheartening seeing Justin Jackson run the ball so well. But you know what's funny is I got to give a shout out to uh, Bobby Sylvester at the Fantasy Pros podcast. He always kind of takes a lot of crap because he's not the lead analyst, but he's been on Justin Jackson all year long and saying that you know he's he thinks he's better than Eckler. He's way better runner and and he he's been proven right. You know that game against the Steelers, he uh, he looked pretty good. Yeah, so my guy worth picking up this week, I have him on my bench in full disclosure because I'm that high on him, but uh, Zay Jones for the Buffalo Bills. I know taking a Bills receiver, I've crapped on taking a Bills receiver and then now I did it, but he had 11 targets last week for eight receptions and 93 yards and a reception TD, and they cut Kelvin Benjamin this week. Free nuggets. So I think Josh Allen's coming to his own. You know, the injury slowed him down a little bit. And I think uh, we all know what Zay Jones did at the end of the year last year. So I'm, I'm hoping to, uh, it's between him and, and, uh, Sutton in my flex position. And before the news of, uh, of Emmanuel Sanders going down, I definitely was going to be starting Zay Jones. So I'm, I'm, I'm torn still. Yeah. And, uh, and Josh Allen has been looking real good lately. What's up with the Bills though? They cut not only Kevin Belgium, but also Andre Holmes and, Andre Holmes was like a super good special teams player and, a, I mean, a serviceable receiver. Like, I don't understand what's going on over there, man, to be cutting it him right now. A, it must be an, uh, trying to take control of the locker room attitude type thing. Like, didn't like their culture. attitude. Or, yeah. Something I mean, like that. What, was the, uh, what was the report on Kelvin Benjamin that uh, Josh Allen asked him if he wanted to work on routes and Kelvin said no? Well, yeah, and like before pregame. Yeah, like yeah, who I says know. that to your quarterback? You know, a new a rookie quarterback too that's trying to like practice and, and build that relationship. You don't have that rapport uh with that quarterback yet. So you you know, you need to practice as much as you can. So yeah, terrible attitude. Um seeing a lot of reports of that, you know, like who has a worse attitude uh in football, you know, Kelvin Benjamin or, or someone like Jamarcus Russell. You know? Oh man, that's not a good comparison. <laughs> I don't think any NFL player wants to be compared to uh, uh Jamarcus Russell, man. I think Ryan Leaf would take that comparison. Hey, Tommy, do we have any uh, Twitter questions this week? Yeah. Uh, so we got a couple worth reading on the pod. Uh, so the first one comes from at RothJake21, straight from Atlanta. Uh, send another question into to the podcast. He asks if, if Karrion Johnson is going to make it back for the fantasy playoffs. And if not, should he trade Karrion for a wide receiver two like Tyler Lockett? Uh, apparently, he's, his league still has trades. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah. going on right now lucky lucky for him yeah i mean if you can do it definitely do it because they're saying that johnson uh, may not play this week and they got a pretty good matchup against the cardinals so yeah if you could definitely get someone like tyler lockett right now i mean i know tyler lockett has been really touchdown dependent but for some reason he hasn't stopped scoring touchdowns so uh i'd say pull the trigger if you definitely can do that yeah and maybe pick up legarrett blunt as a handcuff if you uh need a running back because i think he's available in a lot of leagues, I know he's available in ours. Yeah, and even if e- even if Carry On comes back, possibly next week, and if he comes back by week sixteen, he has a tough matchup against Minnesota. So you might as well just call it a wash for for Carry On this year and and keep it money radar for next year. I think we're all in agreement now that with it being the playoffs, like you just got to think one week at a time, like just try to win this week, and then you can figure out next week. Yeah, every week is, is all that matters because that's all you might get. So uh, our, our second question comes from at Dernford, and he asks if he should start Denver's defense this week against San Francisco or Jacksonville against Tennessee. So, I'll take uh, this one first. I'm 100% Denver versus San Francisco. I think 
Mullins was a, a great story that first night, but I think he's shown that he's a, you know, rookie late undrafted guy and Denver's defense is starting to roll. And I think they're going to try to pressure him and they're going to get to him a lot. So definitely Denver's defense. What about you, Steve? Yeah, I agree with you in this one, Dom, as well. I don't like Jacksonville's defense, especially against a, uh, AFC South, uh, division opponent. Uh, Mariota, you know, just can do just enough to damage you. And like you said, Denver's defense against San Francisco. I like those pass rushers. I know they just lost Chris Harris Jr. Um, in the slot, which, uh, which hurts. But, you know, they're, they're sacking quarterbacks and they got something to play for. You know, they got really something to play for, whereas Jacksonville is already pretty much out of the playoffs. So I think Denver's a play. Yeah, the, that Denver defensive line is is pretty legit. Um, so I think they're going to have themselves a San Francisco treat this weekend. Oh, nice, nice. Some rice <laughs> roni. <laughs> All right, guys, now it's time for a, a special Commissioner's Corner with Tommy Moe. The Commissioner's Corner. All right, so this week in the Commissioner's Corner, we have another guest on the pod to talk about making that playoff run towards a championship, Frank B. Frank B. is a friend of the pod from Twitter. You can find him at the FFL Wire, and he has graciously included the two-on-one podcast on his website, thefantasyfootballwire.com. Like us, this is his first season podcasting, but he's come onto the scene strong with hosting his own pod, the Purple Rain Fantasy Show podcast, which you can find on Twitter at Purple Rain Show. And he's also a fantasy writer and contributor for FF Dynasty 260, which is at FFD 260. Frank B., it's really good to have you on the pod this week. Oh, yeah. Glad to be here, man. Thanks for getting me on. I've been wanting to get on for a while, so I'm glad we got to uh, work it out and make it happen. I, li- I like that name, Frank. Uh, Purple Rain, you know, Prince passing away and then pl- pun on words. I like it. Oh, yeah. It's all Ravens, man. It's, they they roll with that for, like, everything. Nice. So, uh, so first off, now that we're in the fantasy playoffs, uh, I got to ask, did all your fantasy teams make the playoffs? I'm mixed, man. I do a bunch of leagues and, and everybody laughs, but each league that I do, I do a different strategy just to frustrate myself, but I'm kind of anal. So like one league I'll do, you know, zero wide receiver. The next league I do zero running back. The next, the next league I do best available. The next one, it's completely random, just whatever the hell I feel like it. So they're all, I get mixed results and everybody's like, well, don't you have a different team for each one of those? I mean, each team's pretty much completely different, and it is, and I got to stay on top of it, but I'm pretty, pretty even across the board. Two of the leagues, I'm 10 and three. The other ones, I'm seven and six. One, I think I missed the playoffs, but it's Yahoo and it won't update. I, I don't, I'm not a fan of Yahoo. So every time I keep checking the, the bracket, there's nothing there. So uh-huh. after you go through 50 ads for male enhancement and soda and whatever <laughs> else, <laughs> it's not up. It's not updating. So I don't know yet. I'm in. I may be in. I may be out. I kind of think I'm out. It's a 14 team league. It's pretty deep. And I didn't do too well the last couple of weeks. So I, I would assume I'm out. But if I refresh it, maybe tomorrow and I'm in and hell yeah. Nice. Off the, off the top of your head, what uh, format zero running back zero wide receiver did best for you? You think this year? The one specifically was a balanced approach. I did two of my leagues were auction drafts. And if, and if you guys aren't doing auctions, you got to get them in, man. I'm, it's so worth it. Um, the auction draft in my family league is by far my best league. It's the most competitive. We have, I have the most fun in that. It's, it's family. It's un- my uncles and stuff. And, um, they're not old timers by any means, but I mean, they're doing really, really damn good. 
But that one I did a balanced. So I just kind of went, I made a pretty clean budget where I'm not going to overspend on one position necessarily, but whoever's name gets nominated or if somebody's a steal early, late, so be it, I'm going to take it. And that balanced approach got me a pretty damn good roster that I've kept intact for most of the season. So that one, I'm 10 and three and I'm kicking ass. So I'm, I'm loving life in that one. That's probably the best. Otherwise I'd say like, uh, mm, the other ones were snake drafts. I kind of did the same thing, best available and you're stuck in the snake with whoever's up. So you kind of just, you're kind of, you got to settle for who's there at the time. Yeah. And those are the ones that I'm like seven and six, the wide receiver heavy. I thought I would nail. That's the one I'm six and seven in. I got, oh, wow. uh, yeah, I got D hop and Thomas. I figured, oh, man, yeah. I landed both of those guys and half the league was like, great. You're already going to win. <laughs> yeah. Seven. yeah, that's me this year. Uh, Michael Thomas and Antonio Brown. And it's been good, but oh, shit, I yeah. went on a five game slide. So yeah. Yep. Is oh, that, yeah. is that a full PPR for when you have those receivers or is yeah. it half PPR? Full. We oh, all, wow. all of us, I'm not in any half PPR stuff. Yeah. It's all full. And that's but yeah, I thought I'd kill that league, but nope, nope. I'm on the outside yeah. looking in, man. Hey, so uh, Frank, uh, last week, uh, or actually a couple weeks ago, you called the uh, voicemail line and you asked us about Josh Reynolds uh, when Cooper Cup got injured and was put on the IR. And obviously, yep. we weren't too hot on him at the time, and that was going into that epic game against Kansas City. Um, but, I mean, obviously, I didn't think it was going to be that big of an offensive explosion. Uh, but with his bye week, and then he had a bad game against Detroit last week, um, has he really hasn't done much else in fantasy. So is he still on your roster? Or did you get a better alternative for him? Yeah, well, the reason I called, I liked it because different teams in different areas of the country, I mean, we all know fantasy and we play the fantasy game, but when you're local to an, a team in an area, you should know them better than anybody else. And like you guys were right. talking Packers earlier, and I got, I can give you some other crazy stuff on the Packers offense and what Aaron Rodgers does in the huddle. Uh-huh. Um, but like with Reynolds, I'm like, well, you guys are West Coast. You should, you probably know a little more than me. And that's why I got the, I asked the question. But when I did and you guys answered it, I grabbed him in two leagues and I still have him and I'm going to keep him because I think he's going to be a wild card. I mean, he's he had five targets in that Lions loss, but the Lions defense was playing out of their minds. It's like that's not even the Lions. They were just yeah. that hot for that game. Um, I think the Rams brought the best out of him. But prior to that, the KC game, like you said, he had eight targets, the volumes there and with the Rams possibly resting um, towards this. They're playing for mm-hmm. home field, but they right. can, that doesn't mean they're not going to take a game off or rest a couple guys. So I think that might elevate him if Cooks gets a rest or Woods gets a rest for a game. The last two fantasy playoff games for them uh, are Eagles and Cardinals, I believe. Those are favorable. May or, I, may, I may or may not play him, but mm-hmm. he's a just-in-case kind of type guy for me on my roster. So if I like the matchup, if he's... You know, gonna play. I'm. I'll roll him out there. I'm. I'm gonna keep him. Yeah, I think that when you have like a kind of a boomer bust guy, it's better to have him on a really productive offense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the Rams or the Chiefs, because you're you're not as you're not feeling that bad. Maybe that floor is a little bit higher than than most other players. I mean, waivers. There's nobody else really yeah. out there. I mean, for it's slim pickings, but I think for the ceiling, I'm I'm definitely gonna keep him. You never know what can happen the next two absolutely. Weeks. And even if uh, Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods don't fully sit out. But like take some reps off, you know, I think that's yeah. what you're saying could definitely help Josh Reynolds uh, help his production and, and get some more targets. Definitely. 
Yeah, speaking of that, Frank, with uh, playoffs starting in most leagues, um, tensions are at all-time high. In your opinion, give me one or two players that you think are just hitting their stride just right right now that will carry you into the last three weeks. Uh, for I guess for a running back, for guys most people have is Lindsey. I think he's probably one of the hottest backs. The rest of uh, season for him is the Niners, the Browns, and the Raiders. He's super consistent. Um, he can break big plays. I know they just lost Emmanuel Sanders, but I think, I think that still can elevate him. I think Lacoste might bump up a little with targets as the tight end, but overall, I mean, like teams mostly know Lindsay's going to run the damn ball. And mm-hmm. if they would shut the run down, make Case Keenum beat him, the odds are in, in their favor. He still gets his, just like the Ravens rushing. I mean, the teams know it's coming. They just can't stop him. And Lindsay's hot, man. So I definitely, I got him in one league. And I think he's he's hot at, at right, you know, just the right time. Other than that, like wide receiver, I'd say Keenan Allen for sure. Um, his rest of the season is the Bengals, the Chiefs, which could be a shootout. The Ravens is the only one you're kind of, eh, I don't know. But Keenan Allen overall, I mean, he's been killing it. It's still Keenan Allen. You, you think that's because of Melvin Gordon's injury? You think he's got a little more targets now? Yeah. Yeah. I think that opens up some more looks for him. They're going to give Jackson or whoever. I mean, Eckler some stuff, but overall, I mean, he just kind of took that Steeler game over. You Incredible. know, yeah, it, it, that was insane. So Keenan Allen tends to get hot at the end of season. So I'd I'd ride him this this one. And just to throw you a wild card, I'd probably say for a tight end because that's probably the worst position. Yeah, out there. Um, if you got to pick one, because they're hard to find, man. But Hooper for the Falcons, like I know he just came off the loss against the Ravens, but. He's going to finish out against the Packers this week, Cardinals, and then Panthers. Um, he can get some more targets with Coleman getting shut down. But since week 10, he's had like 10 catches on that Cleveland breakout game, and everybody was like, damn. Yeah. And then after that, he was four, uh, then five, five. He only had two touchdowns. But if you're in a PPR league, I mean, at least you're getting some consistent four to five point game out of him. Because when the tight ends you roll out and they only throw you up two points, yeah, that sucks. Better man. than nothing. Yeah, you know what I mean. So if you can get five out of him and he can get a touchdown or something, I mean, he needs the touchdowns to shine, but he won't stretch the field. But for tight end, you could do worse if you know. I'd say and most tight ends are tight ends. most tight ends are always touchdown dependent, anyways. Unless you have like Ertz yeah. or a Kelsey, you know. Yeah, because we'll past them, it's it's just such a drop off. So so bad this year, tight end, such a rough position. Oh. Yep. Especially when I feel like a, a couple of years ago, they were such on the rise, you know, with, with Gronkowski. Um, and I just remember the days of like even Tony Gonzalez, like it was great. You know, yeah. they were, you put the, put those guys in and, and get you a ton of points every game. Yep. Gates, Antonio Gonzalez, yep. Pitta. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Those are the days. Yep. <laughs> Dallas Clark. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, uh, especially PPR. Yeah. He was killing it. So Frank, I hit you up on Twitter, uh, I think last week about starting Lamar Jackson over Tom Brady. Uh, even though Lamar didn't have the game I was hoping for, he, he still started hot with a rushing touchdown and, and finished with only two fantasy points less than Brady. I ended up dropping him this week, but as a Ravens fan, are you still considering Lamar or any other Ravens players as a must start in the playoffs? Yeah, it's hard to say. I don't know. I, I've, I'm keeping them. I got them in two leagues. And I'm keeping him as a, you know, in case of emergency break glass kind of play. The Chiefs could be, if he's, if it's going to be a shootout kind of game, I don't think it would be. Um, but he could do some damage there as a sneaky play. But overall, it, it's, it's the run game with them 
first and foremost. They're going to run the ball and they're going to control the clock because they do not want to get him into any kind of come from behind situations and stuff like that. That's this Chiefs game coming up is going to be key because he hasn't been put in that situation yet. He hasn't gone down two, three scores and had to come back or will his team back or stuff like that or really have to throw the ball. You know, there is no more run game. You've got to throw the ball. That hasn't happened to him yet. It may happen this week. Yeah. Um, fantasy wise, I'd, I'm, I'd be hesitant to start him. But if you don't have anybody worthwhile or just somebody that's in a bad matchup as a quarterback, you kind of shouldn't. But if you did, then I would throw him up there because the ceiling is high. Like, you, I mean, he's going to run in for a touchdown. He's a threat to run in the red zone at any time. It's hard to contain him. And he's, He's sneaky fast. He is so damn fast. I yeah, can't. super fast. I mean, and he's strong too. But, but um, you know, when I started him last week, I, I definitely was pretty worried for that 20 minutes that he was out with a concussion evaluation and, and luckily came back yeah. in and it was a big deal. And, you know, like we've seen with Mike Vick in the past, you know, these running quarterbacks, that's always a potential. So, you know, yeah. at this point in the, in the playoffs, like, you know, the last thing you want to do is lose your quarterback mid game. So that's definitely what's keeping me away. But, I mean, he is good and he's got good matchups coming up. And yeah, for me, I mean, if he, if he goes to the Chiefs and let's say they even lose or they win, whatever the case, and he has a decent outing as far as passing the ball, because he really hasn't had to really throw a ton. I think he's had like 120, 150 yards a couple weeks. I mean, it's nothing awful, but it's not worthwhile. If he broke out against the Chiefs and had a nice solid game, he's coming back to play the Bucks. Yeah, I mean, then that's a little tempting. That would get me Hell interested, yeah. depending on hey, who I have. But you're really gonna, I'm gonna have to test him on this Chiefs matchup first. Frank, we need to get uh, the Gus Bus one or two touchdowns this week. He, I think he deserves yeah. it. He's been he's been running hard, and I need some fantasy touchdowns from him. Yeah, I've got him in a couple leagues too, man. The only thing that worries me is his ankle. He was limping off uh, that Falcons game right at the end. I don't know if you've seen it, but yeah. he was limping off. He wasn't taken off, but he came out of the play and was hitting the sideline limp it's like gosh damn it they got ken dixon off uh he was Not injured yeah, as i are yeah they got him yeah they brought him back on and then i'm surprised he got as much time as he did considering yeah. they got ty montgomery in as a free agent hey that frank kinda, back, back to gus though are do you worry yeah. anything about his um because you said you were on all ppr leagues do you worry anything about his like non-existent uh passing game you know he, he doesn't catch a any. i don't bit. think he's caught one you know what i mean so it's, yeah it's, if you're in a standard league he'd be gold but i just it makes me a little nervous when they're not including him at all in the passing game you know i mean just yep. uh, i don't know how much it, it offers there for some people yeah i would be interested if if they do have to get into a come from behind style game against the chiefs and let's say they're down two or three touchdowns and it, mm-hmm. it's time to grind do they pull Gus out and put yeah. Ty Montgomery in? Because that's what the Packers did with a lot yeah. of success. And Ty Montgomery, I mean, say what you want, but he he does have something. I don't know why he's not cracking the lineup, but I think they're just riding the hot hand. But yeah, if they're down a couple scores and they got a pass, I I would have to say they would mimic what the Packers did. And then Ty Montgomery's in every down and he's taking those check downs. Hey, uh, Frank, so before we let you go, uh, do you have any other free nuggets for uh, or you want to leave with our listeners? Yeah, I would say since it's fantasy playoffs, man, take the team, dance with the guys that brought you there, bet on mm. consistency, don't start window shopping for players, um, look ahead, pay attention to like the real life scenarios. It's just like this week seems like it just blew the hell up as far as in- <laughs> injured players, coaches <laughs> right. getting fired. Jeez. I mean, like, yeah, keep an eye on like 
you know, what's really going on and see how it affects your team personally. The rosters, setting your rosters, don't overthink it. Go with your gut or your brain, whatever, you know, decision edges out in, in your book. And then just decide what, for me, like decide what players are coin flips and be prepared if they don't hit. Like, don't get pissed when, <laughs> you know, the guy you're throwing out there is like a extreme one way or the other. And you're like, well, I don't know, maybe uh, just live with it and deal with it. And then I guess for teams, um, if you got a bye week this week, it always helps me to like just shut the phone off as far as fantasy. I don't even open the damn app and enjoy just straight up football, man. And yeah, then Monday night that's or a Tuesday, what happens. yeah, just Monday or Tuesday, open it, open it back up, take a look at it with like fresh eyes and a fresh mindset of the games that just went down and then set your lineup and then look at how you want to play it, who your opponent is, go into it. And it's just kind of like starting the clean slate. So that's, that's, that'd be my advice, I guess, for playoff time. I like that one. Yeah, you, it's funny you you mentioned that, Frank, because my wife's in another league and she got a buy and I got a buy as well. And we're actually going to see the Raiders play the Steelers this week. And I told her nice. when we when we watch when week thirteen, we're like, God, I hope we get the buy because I just want to relax this weekend and just watch football yeah. and hang out, you know. So that's funny you mentioned that. Yep. Good advice. Just grab good advice. a beer and yeah, grab a beer, enjoy you know getting in and having the first round buy for your playoff league and hit it hard the next week, man. There you go. Right on. Thanks, Frank. Uh, we, we appreciate you coming on the pod this week. Uh, and all the support, you know, you showed our pod on Twitter, including on your website. You know, we'll definitely be sure to tag you when the episode is up and best of luck to you in all the fantasy playoffs. Yeah. You two will have to get you guys on the, uh, purple rain fantasy one coming up maybe here. I'll let you know, but yeah, uh, love it. Anytime hit me it. up. Let me know. Hey, Frank, thanks a lot, man. You're a pleasure, brother. Thank you. Anytime. Yeah. Appreciate it. See you guys. All right, guys, let's move on now to some Super Friends League talk. The Super Friends League. All right, guys, let's do a quick recap of last week's uh, matchups. We had the Expendables defeat the Mexicans 110 to 103. Brady's Brown Boys defeated Jeeva Strikes Back 136 to 110. Arm Rogery defeated Watson McNamara Gurley 133 to 109. The Godfather destroyed Time to Eat 123 to 111. And Noble Savages defeated Stand-Up Colin 138-126. to Tommy, who do you have for Game of the Week? Okay. Can I give it to myself one time this year? Can I oh, get it once? Kind Just of narcissistic, once? man. It's kind of weird. Come on. Nice. Go ahead. Go ahead. Cl- okay. Go Come ahead. on. Go I clinched ahead. the playoffs with this win. So that's the only reason. And fifth spot. And the fifth spot. And for winning five of the last six weeks after going on a five-game losing streak. So I'm going to give it to myself. The first time, first and only time this season for my 136 to 110 victory over Jeeva Strikes Back, even with John having Justin Tucker and Baltimore's defense get them score 36 points combined. So I'm stoked to have made the playoffs and have a rematch against John again this week. Going down, John. All right, Tommy, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions because normally we don't have the uh, game of the week, people. What changed, man? You were, uh, what you said, five game losing streak. What do you what do you attribute your uh, your obviously huge turnaround? Uh, my selling my running backs like hotcakes. It was uh, I was the king of beepers for for two or three weeks, just <laughs> just selling everything. Everything must go full full fifty uh, percent off everything. So uh, I kept my core of of Tom Brady, Michael Thomas, Antonio Brown, but I, I traded away uh, Alex Collins, Jordan Howard. 
and a few other people even even traded guys that I got from other people in trades and and ended up with a pretty solid team especially uh, improving mostly my running back position which I had a bad draft on except for James White and Aaron Jones so ended up with Dalvin Cook James Conner and Adrian Peterson and so just playing them at the right times getting those people on my roster um you know making a a, a decision early in the season early enough in the season that i can't just rely on the team i drafted like i was hoping to i need to do something drastic and it it worked so it was actually fun also at the same time to trade players uh, i thought they were all good trades at the time which is i think why they went through but in the end it kind of worked out more in my favor so um yeah pretty pretty excited just to even be here right now so let alone be in the fifth spot good job man I, everyone uh Everyone saw that coming, and, and uh, now you're a you're a big player in the playoffs, man. So hopefully we can all defeat you, but obviously good luck to you for the rest of the playoffs. Just don't beat me. Thanks, man. Uh, <laughs> Dominic, uh, why don't you give us a quick recap of the league standings because it was the last week, so let us yeah, know how so that finished. Vince uh, maintained the first spot two weeks in a row at 8-5. and five. Then you came in for the second bye and second place at 8-5 and five as well, but about 100 less points than Vince, but still a nice point total. Then Matt fell to third out of the the first week by at eight and five as well. And then John finished up with the lowest point total that to make the playoffs at eight and five. Then Tommy jumped me at fifth at seven and six because of points. And I finished up at the sixth spot, which was coveted by Tommy. So I'm hoping that works out in my favor. Uh, I definitely think the first matchup is better for him, but the second matchup might be a little scarier. And then. Jeff just missed the playoffs. If I would have won, I think he would have had a shot, but missed it. And then Art is at eight and six and seventh. And then Arm Rogeries at five and eight. And stand up Colin back to back, or sorry, not back to back, but first two time laughing ass trophy. Go get him next next year, Aaron. You'll, you'll, you'll pull it out next year. At least yeah, make the playoffs. Tough break. Cause look at that point total he had too. He had a 1741. So the closest one to him would have been Tommy at uh at fifth would have been he has 1796 so it just goes to show you like you, we were talking earlier in the podcast man sometimes it's luck and matchups and you know sometimes it's skill so that's uh, that's got to be rough and frustrating so we have to figure out what we're going to put on his on his trophy a second round pick. That's what <laughs> I'm that, thinking, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, Fosberg second round pick. The loss of a second round pick. Yeah, because I know that's what he's blaming. But his team started slow, but it, you know, it just he had a lot of hard matchups. I think you should put a a Aaron. A Ron. I was impressed with. Uh, I want to just throw a shout out to Jeff real quick. Thanks for uh, beating Matt to give me that buy. But there was a lot of teams this year that were kind of down. And that kind of turned it around and, you know, went on these hot streaks. And unfortunately, some of those teams didn't make it to the playoffs. But I was really impressed overall this year with the league, man. It was very competitive. And uh, obviously, I think the playoffs are going to be super competitive. But, you know, everyone did a great job this year. I think it's the best year yet, to be honest. I mean, no one, no one with a, no one had a better record than eight and five. And, you know, we, eight and five and seven, six, you know, that's like multiple teams with that record. And, uh, close all year. So like, yeah, I totally agree, Steve. It's definitely been the most competitive year we've had with the insane amount of points and, and everyone really trying up until the end. So 
Um, you know, don't forget our, our consolation bracket that start starts next week. Yep. Definitely has implications if you get last place. So, um, yeah, don't get why last you, place. Why don't you tell our audience what it is to, if you get last place? So it's, yeah. So for this year, we're, we're going to make a shirt that says, I suck at, at fantasy football. Probably a uh, My Little Pony style type t-shirt. You'll have to take that shirt, take a picture with it, and make it your profile picture on all social media for one week. And we are going to definitely make sure that that gets shared, posted, retweeted, reposted, and shared once again for that week so we can fully rub it in. I like it. I like it. All right, guys, let's make it hot in here with some blazing predictions. Blazing predictions. All right, guys. So last week's um, pickums are in. Both myself and Tommy had three correct. Dominic had two. Um, so right now, uh, Dominic and Tommy are tied for the year at thirty-eight pick correct, and I am at thirty-five. Um, so this week we're only going to have four games to predict. Obviously, two teams are on buys. Big games. So we'll make sure to kind of break them down a little bit more for you guys uh, this yeah. week. So let's start first with a huge one. In uh, Jeeba Strikes Back versus Brady's Brown Boys. Dominic, why don't you start us off, bud? Yeah, I think it's good. Or I like the fact that even if I go 0 and 2 on these two games and you go 2 and 0, you're still going to be one game behind. So that feels a little comforting. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Tommy can jump ahead if that happens. But in the matchup of Jeeba Strikes Back, John versus Brady's Brown Boys, Tommy, it's, it's, John's got a couple of, Good matchups. Uh, I don't know what's going on with the Panthers and Cam Newton, but they're at Cleveland and Cleveland's defense is up and down. So you don't ever know who you're going to get there, but I have, to, I have to go with Tommy in this one. Um, Michael Thomas at Tampa Bay and Antonio Brown against Oakland. Are you kidding me? And then he's got good running backs. It, it all depends on who he's going to start at quarterback, but his predicted points are 146 and John's 131. So I got Tommy on this one. What about you, Steve? Yeah, man, like uh, my brain, my heart's telling me Tommy, but my brain's also like, oh, man, I don't know. John, I mean, John definitely has a puncher's chance, but I think um, with like what you said, Michael Thomas and Antonio Brown's matchups are like golden. A little nervous about Tom Brady. James White's good. Uh, Dalvin Cook, I think, is going to have a good game, even though it's going to be a hard one against Seattle. So we're actually hoping for Seattle to maybe be up a little bit so they can, you know, maybe a little bit more passing games for him. Um, on the other side, you know, I really like John's receivers. Uh, Cam Newton is dealing with a shoulder injury, so I'm not too sure. I think you need to monitor that for the rest of the week. But like you said, Dom, at Cleveland, great matchup. Thielen, McCoy. Uh, McCoy makes me a little nervous, but I think his biggest wild card is uh, Justin Jackson for the uh, the Chargers. If he has a big game, uh, maybe that can push him over the edge. But I'm just going to go with uh, uh, Brady's Brown Boys this week. I think Tommy just, just edges out uh, John uh, this week. So yeah, with, with John's team, you know, the last time LaShawn McCoy played the Jets, he went off big. I think it was like 20 or 30 points, uh, in fantasy. And so, you know, I think a lot of it is going to come down to a lot of it's going to come down to the running backs. Our, our receivers are pretty even. I would say yeah. Michael Thomas, Antonio Brown versus DeAndre Hopkins and Adam Thielen. You know, either guy can put up easily 20 points, if not 30 or 40. So, so I'm just, I'm going to bet on myself because I like Aaron Jones and versus Atlanta. And James White at Miami, uh, more than LaShawn McCoy and Justin Jackson. Um, uh, I think those are both boom or bust players. And, and he, I know he's hoping for a boom, but I'm hoping for another, uh, week of bust for him. 
Also, you know, with, with the whole Tom Brady or Jameis Winston thing, you know, to me, it might come down to, to weather. And uh, Miami has a 40% chance of rain versus Tampa Bay, uh, same state, different area with a 70% chance of rain. Um, it, it might for me come down to that because at this point, I'm splitting hairs between uh, who to go for. My gut's saying Tom Brady, but it's a good matchup against New Orleans, but at the same time, New Orleans defense is hot right now. So I don't know. I might be asking Twitter in the next couple of days. Yeah. You know, it's funny. And if you look at those receivers, you guys have, you could argue that that's like one through four uh, yeah. of the year. I mean, that's incredible. I didn't even look. I just noticed that right now. I mean, Hopkins, Thielen, freaking Michael Thomas and Antonio Brown. Um, yeah, man, it's going to be a great matchup. We're all really excited for it. And hopefully it, uh, it's a good game. All right, let's go to the next one. We have another host in it. It's uh, Watson Mackin on my girly versus Time to Eat. Tommy, start us off on this one. See, and I think this one's like a little bit more interesting than than my game. I mean, I I'm hoping for a lot of points in my matchup, um, or you know, thinking that's a potential. But I think Todd Gurley at Chicago is going to be the biggest factor here because it, at the end of the day, it's Todd Gurley. It's the MVP in the league and of the league, in my opinion. So. You always ride with Todd, but I'm curious to see what he's going to do against Chicago. Um, I think everyone else has a good matchup, and I think Trey Burton putting up a goose egg last week was a fluke. I don't really know what was going on. If Mitch Trubisky can come back, um, it definitely changes the game a bit for Chicago, but um, I, I think Dominic has good matchups um, versus some of the ones that Time Eat has. Um, I think his best option right now for scoring a lot of points might be Phillip Rivers against Cincinnati, but everyone else kind of has a tough matchup, especially the Chiefs going against Baltimore this week. Um, and even, you know, even Cooks against Chicago, you know, Diggs against Seattle, Fournette coming back from his suspension against Tennessee on Thursday night. You know, no one's really hoping for a lot of points in that game. I, I think the I think the over-under is at like 37 for some reason, but I think it's going to be less than that. Like I would definitely take the under in that game. So I, I'm going to Watson's back and all my girly. All right. I'm, I think I'm, it's really hard. I think that, like you said, Tommy, I think this game's a little bit more interesting. The matchups are going to be key, and they both have really tough matchups. You know, I like Matt's pickup of um, Wilson Jr. for San Francisco. That was a pretty savvy move right there, especially with him losing Kareem Hunt. Obviously, I think if he had Kareem Hunt still, I think Matt would definitely be favored to win, uh, and I would have picked him. Um, and, you know, I think I'm still going to pick Matt this week. You're welcome, Dominic. Yes. Uh, but because uh, I just, you know, I think Tom, Dominic's team kind of goes with Gurley and against Chicago. I saw what they did to Saquon last week, and they're no joke. So, um, you know, I think I'm just going to go with Matt this week. I, I can't believe Jeff Wilson Jr. is projected for 15 points. I think it's because there's nobody else. I know, but still, like <laughs> that team hasn't done anything, so it, yeah. it's just shocking. Yeah, Goodwin's coming back, and uh, so I hope that helps out. But um, my hope here is Deshaun Watson versus Indy. He went off for 38 points last time he played him. Mike Evans against New Orleans. I mean, I, I think their defense is better, but I think the secondary can be eaten up. And then whoever I have in – uh, Sutton or in Zay Jones, whoever decided to start my slot or my three big hopes. I'm worried about Trey Burton, man. He's been real bad for me yeah. the last four weeks and I keep thinking he's going to turn around. I'm hoping it was just Chase Daniels and him didn't have a connection. And like you said, Trubisky comes back. But my other big hope is that 
the Baltimore Ravens saw what Kelsey did last week and say, that's our game plan. Let's take him away and let, you know, someone else beat us. Let's Tyreek Hill beat us and I'll be the happiest man alive. So in the beginning of the week, I went through the fantasy was I'd had thought I had no chance to win. I'm on a five game losing streak after I made that trade that we all talked about. Uh, but started turning positive and I picked up some players and then I had Sutton and, uh, Sanders went down. We already talked about that. So they gave me some hope. So I'm picking myself because if I don't believe myself, who will? <laughs> Tommy you will, know. obviously. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Dom, you know, the other thing to think about with Cortland Sutton is, uh, going against San Francisco this week, he, he'll probably likely pull Richard Sermon in coverage. Um, yep. you know, which Richard is still really thing. good. You know, yeah, he's still a really good cornerback. So I think Zay Jones is a little bit in a little bit of a better matchup, you know, looking at your, your bench. You know, Doug Baldwin's definitely coming on a little bit better. It's just, again, tough matchup against Minnesota. So, you know, I, I like the Zay Jones pickup and, and he could be a league winner, at least for this week. And then, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens next week. All right, guys, that's it for today. As always, if you like what you're listening to, please rate and review the show on iTunes or you can follow us on SoundCloud. Also, you can leave any comments or questions on our fantasy football app or you can hit up the voicemail line during the week, especially this weekend. We'll try to answer them on Twitter for you if you have any questions. Um, and you can always tweet us at the pod's Twitter handle at two on one FFB podcast. And as always, you can find us individually. I'm at FB Savant 7075. And I'm at TMO 52 underscore. And I'm at yeast mode 24. Hey, before we uh, sign off uh, of this episode, I just want to give a quick shout out. Uh, if you heard in the beginning of the episode in our intro, we got uh, our boy uh, Zeke from Uso Coalition uh, dropping his diss track. Flawless victory. And then uh, you'll hear the rest of it at the end of the pod. Uh, also, quick shout out to Joey Roles and the Roles family up in Manteca. Congratulations to the Manteca High JV team going 10-0, and baby. Bowl champs this year. Good job, guys. All right, guys. Good luck in fantasy this week. What the hell? I just needed somebody to win. Dominic, can you win? No. Matt, can you win? No. Steve, can you win? No. I didn't win either, but shit. Come on, guys. You got to do better than that. Four people losing and they're going to the playoffs? Shit. My sis cuz those transport packs in the duffel I don't do this to be flashy I do it so my fam comfortable Five racks from my daddy birthday like it's nothing bro Moving units we be flipping like the somersault Better come correct get check smacked if you run your mouth Haters bunch of gay boys from the closet where they coming out Block boy hustle six months I hit a hundred thou Lazy baby daddies get it bag it off your mother's couch Ditch them lambs kick it with the real one show you what I'm about Remember days were nothing now we running up the count my people ready for the re-up when I come in town If you feel down, my trees will have you seeing summer clouds In the street, cheap, everybody love it now Don't be a puppet to this industry, avoid the sucker route Unannounced, straight face, like there is no fun allowed Funds to the J-Pay, I always help my brothers out One of the illest, consistent out of my district Cut from a different cloth, so I'm standing out like a misfit Whoever counted us out, can't count you on the hit list Bruce Lee with the roundhouse, bounce out, get your chin kicked Wig split for talking hella trash, shoulda listened Turn them into a statistic, did it within the quickness I'm a gymnast with these bars, rappers not up to par With my lyrical physical fitness, killing since the beginning These little niggas talking trash, but they ain't on our level 
Giving them attention is like giving them an honor medal Get your money up, bum Buy yourself a tummy tuck Weirdo rapping about dildos Your dad should've covered up Your mama shame too You a waste of a busted nut I beat your ass in rapping Fat boy, lash knuckle up Bunch of squares in your circle Letting losers pump you up Lil chump, you a sucker buster Just another front And to that other lil nigga Though I rarely see him The funny guy, my sister punk For yapping in the DM My sister asked for the address He didn't want that action He went and told his older bro The story had me laughing Lame, stay in your lane Stick to your hobby rapping Bunch of fruits trying to act hard like some jolly ranchers Levels to this book, you're behind, wrong chapter I just made you famous on my track cause y'all are not a factor Zeke, so coalition, whack rapper, massacre Real ones know the difference, give two fucks if you didn't No competition, quit it, keep your day job Zeke's the boss of Johnny and Tavi, y'all fafas laid off Ha, too easy